flights that is now able to predict flight delays. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Here's how it works. If you're flying United, your flight's delayed. So. Ah, oh, it's just a shot at United. And why not? And why not? Uh, a couple of updates on a couple of stories for you. The scumbag uh, Larry Nasser, the U.S. gymnastics doctor. Rapist. Rapist, pedophile, scumbag who hopefully will, well, he will die in prison. Um, the head of USA Gymnastics told you two U.S. Olympic Committee honchos in 2015 that an internal probe had found possible criminal behavior by Larry Nasser against athletes, but the committee took no action, according to a new report, that it was in 2015. Wow. A 2015 phone call and email shed new light on the Olympic Committee's knowledge of a scandal that uh, we all know about at this point, and raised questions about why the U.S. Olympic Committee didn't contact athletes or police or do any investigation or anything when they were tipped off. Didn't it's, want to rock the boat? I guess. it's it's. I don't know. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine, but it's a troubling story. Uh, a couple other quick updates for you. Once again, the iron law of bureaucracy. They're dedicated to protecting the bureaucracy. Hey, there's a guy raping little girls. Well, we probably shouldn't rock the boat. I doubt it's much. After the Las Vegas shooting, which has gone away in people's minds. It was, to a large extent, yeah. There was that tearful tribute at the Grammys, and I uh, was reminded, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was a concert. Oh, yeah. Fifty-some yeah. people got murdered by some weirdo in a, in a shooting out his window. Second person of interest was identified days after the Las Vegas shooting, and they're not exactly sure at what point or if the authorities gave up on the idea of a second person. Mm. But they came across some documents that say, yeah, there, there was another person they were looking for. That guy's actually come forward. He said, yeah, I sold him ammunition, but I had nothing to do with any of this, um, is my understanding of it. Okay. Update to the update. All right. And this from the world of science. Unless you're a science denier. Swatting at mosquitoes helps you avoid bites, even if you miss. Wow. The mosquitoes... Which are out, were out in January, where I live. Oh, yeah. Crazy. My house last night. Um, They pick up on, oh, this is a dangerous place to feed. Let's go someplace easier. Oh, good. So swatting your hands around at the mosquitoes... We'll help them go away. They'll pick up on your scent and say, stay away from that person and go over to somebody else. I'm going to be a combination of Mike Tyson and Curly from the Three Stooges whacking at those things. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to be windmilling and slapping and whacking. <laughs> Every one out of a hundred swipes, I'll actually be able to grab a mosquito right out of midair, and I feel like I'm in the Matrix. That's some ninja ass <laughs> there, Sean. <laughs> I remember one night getting done. This is long ago, Michael. Long- Gladys, play the harp. Do something. She's always putting medication on her corns. That's what she's doing over there in the corner. Start paying her per note or something. They're painful. <laughs> um, I remember uh, one. Uh, it was this was in South Dakota, I believe. You ever notice Gladys only knows one lick? <laughs> hey, do, do you know any like BB uh, King stuff, the classic stuff? <laughs> Anything other than you know when you learn to play the harp, that's what you want to learn to play. Right. That right there. That's what you want to learn. It's your top priority. I was a child in South Dakota on yeah. a spring or summer night. I know mm. it was warm, and we were getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. And but my, still grateful you're healthier than North Dakotans. And my <laughs> and my uncle, who was a badass Marine, 
Um, we were getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, and I'm like swatting and complaining and everything like that. And he was just laying perfectly still, and they weren't biting him at all. Wow. And, wow. And, they were afraid of him. And, and he just told me it's just mind over matter. You know, you just got to. <laughs> and I always wondered, how did he do that? How did he keep the mosquitoes from biting him? Wow. Wow. He was like Chuck Norris. That's right. He, he, he bites mosquitoes. He, he was just laying across these hay bales, and the mosquitoes were staying away from him for some reason. Wow, that's funny. Of course, he might have been so full of Agent Orange or something from <laughs> Vietnam that Yikes. they wouldn't bite him. I don't know. But Wow. Wow. Speaking of fur and lands, we've got a couple of stories uh, from the foreign desk, and uh, also a Cal Unicornia story, a story that is making the entire nation laugh at the Golden State again. But the International Olympic Committee has overturned the bans... On 28 Russian athletes just days before the start of the Winter Games, uh, according to the New York Times, this plunged into the the, uh, the sports top court into disarray or something or other. The Court of Arbitration for Sport, whatever that is, ruled Thursday that there was insufficient evidence that the athletes, including some medal winners, breached anti-doping regulations at the 2014 Olympics in Sochi, Russia. Now, according to virtually everybody who's not named Vladimir Putin, there was enormous, systemic, team-wide, countrywide cheating, well-documented. The people involved, they're coming clean. Everybody knows it. But somehow, well, somehow they decided that these 169 athletes from Russia were cleared to participate, um, and 24 bans were overturned specifically, blah, 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 and, uh, and, and athletes all over the world who thought that they were going to retroactively get the medals because the people who beat mm-hmm. them were cheating them now have had the medal re-yanked away from them, and nobody can figure out why they overturned some of these bans and and sanctions. Um, and uh, and again, it's just the whole world of uh, Olympic athletes and bans and, and drug testing and all is in complete disarray. They're all running around screaming. Nobody knows what's happening. Everything's being ruined. Yeah, everything in the world is being ruined. Now the Olympics are not what they were when I was a kid. You know, they were probably cheating then. We just didn't know about it. But Now the IOC, the International, uh, the International Olympic Committee, a.k.a. Bribes Are Us, insisted that it retained the authority to decide who would be allowed to compete, regardless of the aforementioned Court of Sports Appeals or whatever the hell it's called. Um, so they say, we don't care what they decided. That mean, does not mean that athletes from the group of 28 will be invited to the Games. Not being sanctioned does not automatically confer the privilege of an invitation. The Olympics might be, top to bottom, the greatest contrast of shiny, pure, this is the world at its best to reality of anything that exists. Hmm. Or has over the years. Wow. Amateur athletes from around the world, peace, this and that, human competition. You know, just as pure of whatever it is sure. that it could be. And the national anthems and young people crying representing their country. The the IOC has been corrupt forever. Mm-hmm. Just as corrupt as any organization could be, taking bribes and this and that. How many of the athletes have been cheating from all the countries over the years? So the right. competition was phony. You got entire national programs of cheating, for instance. Right. Yeah, that that sucks because I it love the suck. Olympics. Yeah, but a lot like what we a lot of what we liked about it wasn't true. Yeah, so that's troubling. Well, although I yeah yeah that's true. There are still plenty of undoped up young people sure. who are the best. You know, doing what they do, plunging down the hills and sleds and stuff like that. And probably I'll enjoy a, watching it. Uh, probably in a lot of your sports like archery or whatever. You know, it's as pure as it could get. 
I'm guessing they uh, they had their eyeballs replaced with eagle eyes. Osprey. As long as their doctor's not molesting them as children and it's being covered up by the Olympics. You know, there's that aspect of it, too. Yeah. Uh, It occurred to me the other day, shooting. That's like the only Olympic sport I could have ever been any good at. Should have done it. Didn't think of it. I'm a good shot. I could shoot to something or other out of a something or other at some distance. Yeah. I got to work on my bragging. I took this shooting class, and this one, uh, the military dude was putting it on. He would put his second shot through the hole of the first shot. Regularly. Show off. Yeah, it was it was pretty incredible. Wow, that's like Robin Hood stuff. Can you kind of ski? Because if you can kind of ski and yeah, kind of shoot, ski. Yeah. they got the biathlon. Well, sure. Are, are you? <laughs> you know what I do? I'd shoot the other competitors. <laughs> I win. I'd, I'd, I'd win by default. Uh, are you susceptible to gravity? You could do the downhill. <laughs> I'm also susceptible to compound fractures. <laughs> All you got to do is start, and you'll you'll go down the hill. He has four bones, five bones sticking out of him. Another Ah. Olympic record. (laughs) He insists on not even wearing skis. He just plunges down the mountain, straight down. You don't need a replay. We can see from the blood trail here. He missed the gate. Shattering not only his femur, but his own previous best. (laughs) I'd be a hero, a hero to millions. (laughs) All right, so America's guffawing at Cal Unicornia again. Ford wants to patent a driverless police car that would ticket you without a human being even being present. Hmm. Hmm. Straight out of said, this is RoboCop, folks. Stay tuned for the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We don't let it all hang down. After midnight. Florida. We don't juggle Florida's going to actually pass a law requiring officials to use more scrutiny when hiring sign language interpreters for briefings. Because <laughs> they've had a string of fake sign language interpreters oh. get into hurricane briefings. That is my favorite thing ever. Stand up behind the mayor while they're talking about the hurricane and just waving their arms around, <laughs> signing nonsense. The king of all of them, of course, Mandela's funeral. Oh, geez, right, right behind the president of the United States. A guy with a history of mental illness signing mumbo jumbo behind the president. Somebody else got behind the Tampa police chief when he was talking about that serial killer they had down there and was just waving their arms around. And making I'd really up. like a deli sandwich. How about them dolphins <laughs> or nothing? That is funny. Wow, I wish that's I'd got, crazy. I wish I'd have gotten in on the golden age of pretending to be a sign language interpreter and showed up somewhere behind a governor or something like that, because I'm yeah. sure it's really easy to do. Sure. Yeah. I just think, I think the jig is up. I don't know. It'll take a long time before that filters all across the country. I'm sure you could fake up a resume and a certificate from the, I don't know, West Coast School of Sign Language or something like that. Um. We also need to update you on the controversy out of Farmington, Utah, where the uh, the kids voted on the um, the name of the mascot of the brand new high school that is just about to open there, um, the the Phoenix, cool. um, and the uh, the prince the mayor is concerned that the plural of the name Phoenix sounds too much like a male body part, uh, f- Phoenixes. 
Phoenixes. The plural of phoenix is phoenixes? And, and when would you... Phoenixes. Fen- that sounds like a body part. Phoenixes. Phoenixes. I just don't hear it. <laughs> but what? <laughs> In what context would you have to use the plural anyway? Chanting at ball games. Go phoenixes! Go phoenixes! You, you don't just use it as a singular like the Stanford Cardinal? Depends if you're a phoenix or an opponent. They're afraid. The kids might come up with ribald chants. Uh, I think you can trust high school kids <laughs> to not do that. Like, if this was a junior high school, no, yeah, sure. you'd have to change it. But, I mean, these <laughs> half of these people can drive. <laughs> a petition started by a parent of an incoming student has accumulated more than 3,000 signatures in support of changing the mascot. But the kids are not really down with that. Um, said Chris Williams, a spokesperson person for that uh, district schools. We have no plans. We've been discussing this since June. <laughs> wow. Although the mayor says he may be losing a battle, fighting a losing battle. But whatever the outcome, he'll be a fan of Farmington's first high school. If it comes out that the Phoenix is the mascot, so be it. I'll be the largest and biggest cheerleader for that school and mascot. He said, now that's some reasonable governance right there. Sure. Go Phoenixes. Unleash the Phoenixes. That's what I say. Now, moving along. <clears throat> we uh, talked about this briefly the other day, but I think it deserves a reset and amplification, especially because the Washington Post is clearly guffawing at Cal Unicornia, where feelings are all that matter, virtue signaling is the coin of the realm, and facts and reasonableness don't even get a hearing. The majority leader of the California State Assembly has introduced a bill that would, as written, impose jail sentences of up to six months if a restaurant worker hands out a single unsolicited plastic straw. You hand out one unasked for straw, you go to jail for six months. Ian Calderon, D. Ip. I wish I could say that so much. Ipspit. D. Umass has blamed a miscommunication for the bill's strict criminal penalties and promised to remove them before it's voted on. And I quote the leading light of of intellectualism and and, and law. (laughs) D-Yushbag. Quote, I understand all the commotion about the penalties. They were never intended to be in the bill. But repercussions have already spread beyond California, complicating a national movement to eliminate drinking straws. Now listen to this. God, I love reason. The Libertarian Magazine slash website. A report by Reason throws doubt on national drinking straw estimates. 500 million are used each day. That statistic has been cited by Calderon and other environmental groups in getting the law passed. One and a half times the population. 500 million each day. Everybody, including babies. (laughs) Reason reports that that widely used figure is based on a telephone poll conducted by a nine-year-old boy. (laughs) No, it isn't actually. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Cal Unicornia, the state where people's half-baked feelings govern the land, and little phone polls by a single nine-year-old lad lead to new laws. Well, that's no dumber than some of the stats they use to justify the bullet train. Right. Uh, price of gas and whatnot. The price of gas will be roughly $22 a gallon. 
for instance, that was one of the assumptions in coming up with the unicornian estimates for bullet train riders. How does nobody ever question these, though? I haven't been following this story, but if you had, if I had heard somebody say, you know, America uses 500 million straws a day, I'd say, that doesn't sound very believable to me. <clears throat> I'm not sure that that's true. Well, that's, that's why you're a misfit in Cal Unicornia. A movement to eliminate plastic straws has been spreading across the country for years. It was fueled by reports of trash-littered oceans and a viral video of a sea turtle found with a straw <laughs> up its nose. It's not funny. It's not. It is not funny. I'm sorry. No, that, that turtle has a cocaine problem. He needs help. <laughs> he is not here for us to mock. Listen, if straws are a pollution issue, then let's do something about it. That's fine. But this law is just stupid. This month, the L.A. Times editorial cited dermatologists who believe, quote, repetitive sucking may cause or exacerbate wrinkles, among only in L.A., and urged a restaurant industry to cut back on plastic straws voluntarily rather than wait for a government crackdown. More importantly, I don't know if I have time to hit you with this. I do have time to hit you with this, uh, since you're speaking in California. Hashtag Me Too has gotten a key bill unstuck in the state capital of California. Now, this is run by a state run by people who are supposed to care about this sort of stuff, like women's rights and, you know, equality and that sort of thing. Each of the past four years, a Senate committee inexplicably killed a bill to provide whistleblower protections to the legislative employees. Because they're protecting themselves, because they're utterly corrupt. Because when a woman would come forward and and say, you know, the guy's groping me all the time or sending me a sexy pics at night or whatever, there was no protection for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to get protection not, died in committee for the last four years. But now the, the revived bill is one of the most popular in the legislature, with more than half the lawmakers signing on as co-authors as it heads to the full Senate for a critical vote on Thursday. Wait a minute. The same bill that got crushed year after year after year in California by the wildly virtue-signaling legislature? How can that be? Now, all of a sudden, that hashtag MeToo is such a big deal. Everybody wants to be a co-sponsor. Oh, yeah, I'm here to stand up for women's rights. I wasn't last year, the year before, the year before that, because, you know, it could have hurt me if anybody ever wants to come after me. But You can't be cynical no, you enough. Can't. You, cannot, you cannot be cynical enough. If you're one of those people that don't believe anything, you're closer to right than the person who believes everything. Yeah. God, it's just amazing. Spineless, spineless. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Hashtag release the memo, my friends. There's been some changes, so the waiting may not be over. As predicted by me. Get, mm. re- get ready for Monopoly, the cheaters edition. And we got a lot of rumors about LeBron James and the Golden State Warriors. Stories coming up minutes no. from now. Armstrong no. and Getty. Stop no. it. What would be the point of having the league? <laughs> It'd be like the Globetrotters. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I look forward to hearing this story, but I don't buy it. Um, and some follow-ups on some other stuff with the petering out process that is coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. trying to tell me a bill that couldn't even get out of committee now more than half the legislature is co-sponsoring it in corruptifornia because it uh, protects women who want to come forward and say hey you know i'm being sexually harassed at work 
In the legislature. And in the legislature. our civics lesson for today has concluded. There is no way they were going to give those protections to women until public pressure with hashtag MeToo got so great. How weak is that? Well, you know, it's a very conservative, woman-hating state. Oh, wait, no. Everybody takes great pains to announce how enlightened they are at every possible moment. How interesting. Yeah. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, hashtag release the memo, my friends. Probably not today. All All right. There are... So cover up the deep state! (laughs) (laughs) There are reports the White House is sending that controversial memo about the FBI Russia investigation back to the House Intelligence Committee with several revisions. Yeah, they voted to release it, then they revised it. Probably... Uh, at the behest of the FBI saying that really would damage our, uh, you know, covert yep. stuff. And and to their credit, they said, okay, yeah, we will. Yeah. But yeah, it, it needs to get voted on again. Washington Post reporting President Trump has approved the memo's release with the redactions, as Joe was saying, reportedly requested by the FBI. Now, CBS is reporting the White House is not going to release the memo publicly. They're sending it back to the House committee tomorrow and allow the panel to go ahead and release the forged page document on the committee's timetable. So that's where it is right now. It'll be sent back over there, and then I guess they will vote on it again and then decide what to do with it from there. All right. Meanwhile, you got the House top Democrat who wants the Republican chairman of the House Intelligence Committee to be removed from his post. Nancy Pelosi says Representative Devin Nunes took deliberately dishonest actions by altering the GOP written memo on the investigation into Russia's election influence. All right, fine. Somebody, everybody's so over the top. I don't know what's going to come out. I I think people are just going to start checking out, aren't they? Yeah, which is Which is a win for the government and a loss for the public. Yeah. Because how do you not just check out at some point? All right, y'all lie all the time and act like, you know, the house is on fire all the time. It's the boy who cried wolf. I can't react to this, so I'm out. You know, I heard ancient uh, radio personality legend Don Imus talking in the wee hours of the morning because he's on the East Coast about uh, he's friends with Sean Hannity. He, he, He thinks he's a really good and decent human being off the air, and they're friends. He said, I don't know how he comes in every day with his hair on fire. Every day, you gotta be hair on fire, fearful for the union, or fearful that Trump is Hitler, or or just wildly angry about it. Every day. Yeah, Brian Williams on uh, on MSNBC every night. We're this close to dissolving as a nation. Every night. I don't think we are. (laughs) California legislators are considering a taxpayer-backed bank for marijuana profits. Legal pot sales started the 1st of January, but the state lacks a designated place to put the billions of dollars that are coming in. So the state treasurer said they're looking at plans to explore a public bank that doesn't fall under the control of the federal government. So they're thinking of setting up a state bank for pot profits. Wow. Commercial banks that are regulated by the feds will not handle pot proceeds of any kind. Now, if you're somebody who loves board games, and there are some, if you love Monopoly... And cheating at board games, you're going to be glad to hear Monopoly the Cheaters Edition is coming. Special version of the game features cheat cards that require players to steal from the bank, build awful hotels, not pay their rent, or moving somebody else's game piece without getting caught. Finally, the game is worth playing. If other players realize a crime's been committed, the cheaters got to pay fines or spend time behind bars. But if they're not caught, they get rewarded with property and cash. (laughs) 
Oh, my God. The game also comes with handcuffs for cheaters to be put in if they're caught. Wow. I love it. Monopoly, the a, cheaters edition. A game invented not only pre-television, but more or less pre-radio during the... Uh, Great Depression. Depression, when kids didn't have a stick to play with. <laughs> Sorry, son, we can't afford a stick. God, I, I played it a fair amount as a kid, but I yeah. would think at the time, why is this supposed to be fun? <laughs> What, what is fun about this? <laughs> this one sounds like a lot more fun, I'll tell you. All right. ESPN reporting somewhat breathlessly that Cleveland Cavaliers superstar LeBron James would take a meeting with the Golden State Warriors this offseason if they created enough salary cap space to make him a maximum offer. Is that an if that doesn't exist, Sean? Most likely. Any sort of movement that would allow LeBron to come would be through a, a sign-and-trade where Clay Thompson would have to be a part of the deal. That seems unlikely. Okay, but, but Kevin say, Durant would have to take less money than he's than but, he's currently de- doing. And just for what? Just for the sake of the argument. If Kevin Durant and Steph Curry both say, I'll take half my salary, and they bring LeBron on, what does the league do then? They, they would almost have to step in. Literally you, break you up would. the Warriors. I, I, and I realize there have been many predictions about teams that were supposed to win and didn't win. But that's not true in this case. They would be un. They would. Wouldn't they be literally unbeatable unless they had injuries? Yeah. They're already the best team. So I. It just, did, yeah, what would I, be I the would, point? I would pick it if they swapped out Clay Thompson for LeBron. Please, why would you do that? I mean, just from a basketball point of view, it's a dumb idea. LeBron is is fantastic, but come on, and, or what, you can only win one championship per year, <laughs> or. <laughs> Like me, are you a believer in the Trojan horse theory that he is going to get into the, the Golden State locker room, realizes the only way he can do it is to corrode it from within, create dissent, start getting these guys' egos involved. Then go back to a different team? Yeah, exactly. Like, just really kind of just just corrosively just rot out wow. the Warriors organization. A long-term wow. plan. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's been hired by the league to oh, do that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, the Warriors oh. have won their 11th straight title, Jim. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I mean, after a while... <laughs> yeah, it's a fun hypothetical, but I don't see that anywhere close to I the realm I actually don't think it would be fun. Would, I think they would win every night by 20 points or, or wait till the playoffs and then just roll through. I don't know. I heard a, a dude say the other day, he's actually a colleague of ours uh, uh, and, a, and a fine fella. He said, uh, this is a little sportsy for you all, but bear with me. He said the Warriors' third offensive option is one of the five best shooters in the history of the sport. Yes. Clay Thompson. That's pretty amazing. Third choice. What? So maybe you get LeBron and you actually try to go 82-0? and 0? I mean, that'd be kind of exciting. Reanimate Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> Again, is he dead? I don't think he's dead. Is he dead? He's dead. Feel free to go at any point. But that if that roster were to come together, yeah. they would then have four really good all-star possible Hall of Fame caliber players, and the rest of the team would be essentially league minimum. Like, so is right. that enough to win? I don't know. Injuries are a thing. Fatigue's sure. a thing. Yeah. Sure. You know, that's, Injuries are yeah. a thing. I, I, I think if it not only ain't broke, but is the most amazing masterpiece ever assembled, you don't mess with it. You're already the best. There's no reason to make you more the best. Right. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. The Warriors have won all their games by 35, Jim. Every single game. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And, and if LeBron did that, what does that say about him? Well, what's already being said about him? Although, you know, where he goes, there are championships. Sure. Peter Meow coming up in a moment or two. It's always good. You know why? 
We don't care. We'll just let it fly. If we have time, a court packed with women have overturned a rape conviction of a Coast Guard guy. Interesting story. If we have okay. time. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. Some of you get anytime we talk sports for a minute. You get so mad. I would say the issue isn't us, it's you. Boy, people just, yeah, so quick to anger and so so believing that everybody needs to express every thought. That's interesting. It it is interesting. I watched the Today Show. They're doing a cooking segment. I don't cook or care about cooking. I don't think, oh my God! Who the hell cares about cooking? <laughs> Dear Today Show, nobody cares about cooking. Uh, this is terrible, terrible breaking news. Um, uh, no, don't. A male and female student are victims of a shooting in a classroom at an L.A. middle school. A female student has been arrested. A weapon has been recovered. A middle school. So what age is that? Uh, it's 12-ish. 10, 11, 12, 13, maybe. Ugh. Um, you know, probably, no, probably 11 to 14, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, female student shot two kids. Their conditions are not known at this point. Terrible. Uh, just west of downtown Los Angeles at, uh, Sal Castro Middle School. God dang it. Yeah, no, it's un- unfriggin' believable. Wow. I'm not in the mood to do anything now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought it up. <sighs> you know, we used to have two. Pieces of transition music. One was tragic to less tragic. And one was hilarious to more serious. Do we still have the transition music that is not ridiculous? We do? Because we need it. We need it badly. You know, it's amazing how effective that is. It is. Isn't that why? There's something about this music that makes you feel, you know what, that is serious, but I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah, damn shame, but uh, what else? Well, so we were talking earlier about Ben Franklin's um, weekly plan that could change your life, the way he focused on 13 virtues and stuff like that. Um, Judy's like an Excel whiz. I'm going to have her do me these cards with the seven days of the week and the 13 virtues, then you check off how you did, mm-hmm. how long I keep up with it. Hmm. Uh, we, I don't know, but I'll try it. And it's funny, we just had a discussion. Now, P.S., you, Positive Sean, you just cleaned your apartment like a fiend, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the, the, the hibernation of the winter is over, the, you know, the dust that had been ignored for the last, you know, beyond uh, what my normal cleanup routine is. It was, it was time to... Sure, I, I get I it. How many hours? Enough. How many hours of work, do you suppose? I probably did about two two hours. I still have okay. a little bit more to do. Yeah, that'd scratch the surface, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. I did that a couple of weeks ago. I had a day, a weekend where I did that, like most of the day Saturday, most of the day Sunday, and I thought 
this is the new me. Yes. I was getting the feeling of just, just the work itself, not only what I was accomplishing, just doing it was so good for me. Right. You I, know, and, 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 and I thought this was going to stick. It was a major mm. change in my life, but it is. This time more than most, I, I really recognize the momentum of once I got it started. Oh, it momentum wasn't, is. It wasn't that hard at momentum all. Momentum is huge on that. Here's why I bring it up, though. Judy and I did that the last two weekends, and we emerged from the weekends tired and angry. Oh, really? Not tired and angry, but like, tired okay, now, great. Now I get to go back to work. Okay, super. Uh, didn't super. do anything fun. Yeah. yeah. Our, our interaction was, uh, all right, yeah, I'll get the vacuuming done if you can uh, throw out the junk in the garage. All right. And so I just, I just, I just the virtues, the, you know. And so I think I see this stuff that really needs to get done. I think, you know what? I'm going to do that this week. And then I realize, no, I can't. So how weird is it? You get to a point in your life where you got to talk yourself out of getting something done. I find because you're obsessing. I, I, I think from what I read from a lot of psychological stuff and religious stuff and whatever, that like keeping your nose to the grindstone all the time is good for you. Huh? Is but it? I'm not I'm not good at it. But when I do it, I'm pretty happy with myself. And yeah, I, satisfying. Yeah, oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. And I have a word with my dog about wiping his paws off. But um, but I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. New York Times had an article that the, one of the keys right. is starting. Starting yeah. is the key. And there's no doubt about that. You start, especially on a cleaning thing. I mean, you can't stop yourself. Mm. The the momentum of it is amazing. Yeah. But the starting is difficult. Yeah, yeah and I got to the, about the two-hour mark, and I think I maybe hit a little bit of the wall that Joe's talking about, too. I was like, okay, I, I think this this is good for today. I'll jump back at this tomorrow while it's still fresh and remembering um, how this this was good. I'm starting to hate life. I don't want to hate life. I'm hating life. The, yeah. yeah, but the I'll finish this tomorrow has turned into, in some of my <laughs> cases, years. Yes, I'll let you know if I do it or not. But yeah. that was the plan at least yesterday. We'll I see. might get halfway through some boxes, and it's been five years that I stopped and said I'll do this tomorrow. I got two gigantic sparkling reindeer I bought for the Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And they're really big. But dissembling them is going to be really painstaking. So do I leave my giant sparkling reindeer together and try to find a place to stash them? Or do I try to break them down and jam them back in a the box they came from? Doesn't sound like the best expenditure of your limited time on Earth. Oh, so sorry to hear of your problem. Signed, Syria. (laughs) And now, Sleeve Boy presents Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Thank you, Sleeve Boy. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought out of everybody, huh? Hey, Michelangelo, final thought? You know, on sitcoms, they always have mistaken identity. And it's always funny. Well, today it was mistaken identity on the Armstrong Getty Show with Laura Lugden, and it was funny. Yeah, I, we well, figured it, out it, what it she wasn't, meant, though. It wasn't. Uh, Marshall Phillips, final thought. I got to tell you, I'm already... Make it better than Michael's, which uh, was bad. I'm already gearing up for tomorrow's major holiday. Oh, I'm a little groundhog, furry and oh, brown. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm hard. America's head annual exercise and stupid. Look around. All right, get out your groundhog sweats, your grog, and get ready to party. Grog. Dang it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Positive, Sean, final thought? <laughs> yes, during the filming of the movie The Revenant, the one where Leonardo DiCaprio forms a romantic relationship with a bear, he made a bet with his co-star Tom Hardy that he would get nominated for an Oscar. Tom Hardy didn't believe him. He was nominated. The payoff to the bet, Tom Hardy now has a tattoo on his body that says, Leo knows all. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Beautiful. Jack, final thought? There are so many important things to talk about, and several of them didn't come up in the State of the Union address. Our debt and the fact that we're going to go broke if we don't change the path we're on. The war in Afghanistan that we talked about with Laura Logan didn't come up in the State of the Union address. I wish we could become a serious country at some point. And my final thought from Ben Franklin's list of 13 virtues, chastity again. Rarely use venery, but for health or offspring. What's the health part? Uh, you got to now and again, or are you going to get all the, uh, you know, your uh, azure uh, orbs there, if you follow me? No, I don't. Your, uh, your, uh, azure orbs. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, uh, your oceanic uh, huevos, if you hear me. Hey, honey, how about some venery tonight? Come on, it's been a week. It's for my health. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get! Get! And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over! What? Bye-bye. How's that TV show of yours going? Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.